Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Welcome back to the second guest show. Mike to tell you along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear, live from the Silver Slipper Casino. Beachside in Hancock County, Mississippi. Come on by and visit us if you're out of the Mardi Gras traffic. We'll be here until 8 o'clock tonight. On our Oakland Heart Jewelers, talking text line from Clutch Points, Chris Dotson, who covers the NBA and the New Orleans Pelicans. Chris, thanks so much for joining us tonight. Before we get into a basketball question, I'm going to ask you a football one. Tell me you're not like Bobby and you, you had your money on the 49ers yesterday. <laughs> oh, no, no. I just had, The best part is I had my money on you know them covering the spread. I thought it was going to be a tight game. I got a tight game and got the overtime. I was happy either way because I knew once it got the overtime, I was going to cover and I was going to cash my check. <laughs> you, you found out. Now, Bobby says it, and I understand why he rode the horse until he threw him. Uh, but uh, you don't bet against Pat Mahomes yeah, in the big it's, game. It's like Tom Brady. I mean, <laughs> you, you think I would have learned my lesson. Don't bet against Tom Brady. Don't bet against Patrick Mahomes. Uh, but, but I guess I, I, I just. He uh, rolled down the wind and threw that money out. Yeah, uh, all of a sudden, I, I just think I'm a cruelty for punishment, <laughs> or, you know, and, and stuff. And uh, the bottom line is amazing when he's an underdog, Pat Mahomes, uh, <sighs> That's how, how he's won or how they've covered. I think it's only one time he hasn't covered when he's been an underdog. You know, it's unbelievable uh, whether it's straight up or, or, or whether, you know, point spreads are involved. All I know is Pat Mahomes a beast. And when you think about he's this, a winner. that uh, if somehow, because we always love something that's never been done, now we've got to wait and see, but that's wait till next year. But if they three-peat, Considering all the great teams. and It's never happened. Uh, you went back to back, but the three-peat between him and Andy Reid, all of a sudden they're on a different level if they can achieve that. Chris, uh, we got the official news with Dyson Daniels today. You sort of thought maybe worst-case scenario with him, with the meniscus, and that's something that that's multiple-week injury uh, for Dyson. And I thought he played a critical part, especially on defense, he did hit some, some shots, uh, but when they played the Clippers, man, he was a big part of that win. Yeah, he was, and it was exciting to see. It was encouraging to see him playing better. He's shooting 29% from three on the season, but he's starting to hit some big shots, and it looked like his offense was starting to come into form. He was finding a rhythm. He knew what to do. He was a great connective passer on offense, and we all seen his defense. I mean, we got another Herb Jones there, and that's really going to hurt Willie Green and not being able to play those two together and solve a lot of problems. It, it hurts for Dyson, but he came back in in that Lakers game. I watched, and the knock, I think, coming around the 10-minute mark, there was a double personal foul between him and one of the Lakers. But he still came back in and finished the last two or three minutes and felt the soreness later. So I'm hoping, I mean, you never know with this doctor stuff, but I'm hoping that's kind of a sign like it was sore. And, yeah, he hurt it, but it wasn't something shattered, you know, that, that – that they're going to find maybe something worse when they go in there. If they have to scope it, they're looking at non-surgical rehab options. Again, a good sign. So it, it, it hurts for the young man because it looked like he was really starting to find his way and find a shot. 
Now, uh, Chris, uh, a stark, con- a stark uh, contrast, to say the least. When you look at what happened on Friday, the Pelicans, we score 122 points, but then we still lose by 17 to the Lakers. But then all of a sudden, uh, you look at the Trailblazer game, uh, and then uh, how do you, um, I don't know, how do you explain that? I mean, I guess different opponents, 93 to 84, and you come up with a significant win. But, uh, boy, that's a discrepancy within, you look, 48 hours, basically. That's a a major difference that how you're winning and how you lost the game. Yeah, there's a lot of variance to this. And, Bobby, you played professional sports. I got to college. But y'all talk about the underdogs. This locker room, I think, plays down to the competition. They play up to the competition. There's a wide variance. And if there's any underdog talk, that needs to be outside the locker room. This team, if they played up to their standard every night, I think they're, uh, what, 12-4 and four when Brandon Ingram hits at least two threes. If he just makes two threes, they're 12-4. and four. But he went from that, you know, a great game, shooting eight from 11, and then only hits, missed six three-pointers the next two games. That the wide variance of this team is something that should really worry them, even worse than the free throw percentage going into the playoffs. Now, uh, Chris, how important it is because uh, who's available? You look at against the Trailblazers; they did not have a Zion. He sat out on the second night of a back-to-back. But then, I think from a commoner's standpoint, obviously, and not only for himself but but uh, for the team, Trey Murphy. Uh, Trey Murphy uh, played one of his best games in the in the month, uh, in months I should say. Uh, he scored 24 points, seven to ten shooting. The first time Mur- Murphy had scored 20 or more points. Got to go before Christmas, December the 21st. So I think we need more Trey Murphy playing like that uh, going forward and contributing. Yeah, I just wrote about Trey Murphy and how he's. If they're going to say he's going to get a rookie scale max, the things that he has to do to get that money. If not, we're going to be looking at a tough negotiation, but with him being a restricted free agent on a rookie scale, the Pelicans are always going to keep him. But the money is a big thing. If Trey wants that big money, he's going to have to start coming up big on both ends of the court. And if you look at the Portland game, if CJ just makes a few more shots in his hometown, meet a lot of people, it was very emotional. Two for 14 night, at least they got the win, rub it off, move on to the next one tonight in Memphis where Zion is available. You know, uh, Chris, when you look at, uh, obviously, you know, it's all about swings, whether they could be positive or negative. You have a couple of games uh, remaining before the All-Star break. We 31-22. Uh, the four-road uh, uh, road trip concludes against uh, the Grizzlies tonight. And then you face the Wizards at home. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm just looking at, uh, and I just look at, well, no John Morant. I'm like, well, hell yeah, we should beat the Grizzlies and the Wizards if we're training in the right direction before the All-Star break. And listen, Chris, I think you would trade. If I'd have told you early last week, they'll be 3-1 and one in this four-road game trip, you would take that, wouldn't you? For sure. Now, Everybody's taking thought that. The, the L.A. team you'd have beat would have been the Lakers and, and not the Clippers, yeah, but, but it's, it's still all counts the yeah, same right. uh, in that. But, man, 3-1, and one, if you can win tonight, I think it's critical. Yeah, and again, Memphis is looking, you know, they're a skeleton crew squad right now. They're signing 10-day players that we've never even heard of just to fill roster spots. So there's no excuse to not go in there and get a win. Zion or no Zion. CJ, bad night, knows bad night. You have to go get that win, and then you have to take care of, you know, your home court. 
against the Washington Wizards going in the All-Star break. And even then, you got four more easily winnable games coming out of the break to really get momentum. And then you've only got like 22 games left of the season. You can get everybody incorporated, see what's happening, have those point Zion experience working, and you use those last 20 games to really fine-tune what you're going to do in the playoffs. Uh, so, yeah, these are very winnable games that have to be won. But, yeah, 3-1, and 4-1 and on a road trip in a week, every basketball team in the world is going to take that. Chris, yeah. uh, kind of size up the, what's happened in Washington with the Wizards and the matchup you're going to face when you, you come back to New Orleans to go up against the Wizards. Uh, well, the Wizards, are, they, they didn't make too many moves at the trade deadline for whatever reason. I cannot understand why Jordan Poole and Kyle Kuzma are still playing for that team. They've only got one guy, and that's Bilal Koulibaly, and that's the rookie. So, you know, I mean, the rookie's going to only do so much against the Pelicans if they play up to their standard. So, I mean, they've got some guys, Tyus Jones as the point guard, that can go out there and drop 30 points in a given night if you let them. So that's why when the Pelicans come home after this road trip, don't start looking ahead to the next week for that vacation for the All-Star break because you've really got to take care at, at, you know, of the Wizards at home so you don't fall into that play-in tournament spot. Because, again, there's going to be 20-something games remaining after that. And you can't make up four or five games in the NBA over 20 games, not when you're chasing the top four teams in the Western Conference. Now, uh, Chris, when you look at it, um, and look, I want your opinion on this, but like nine games above 500 as the all-star uh, break approaches. You look at Memphis and uh, Wizards coming up, but nine games above 500 right now. The last time a Pelicans team finished with a winning record, uh, if you look at it, uh, was like what, 2017 and 18. And that season, the Pelicans um, ended up getting what the West is sixth seed, and they upset the Trailblazers in the first round of the playoffs. Is that something uh, that instead of doing the play-in, and you'd be at least at least the sixth seed, and 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 you win a playoff series, then I'd have to say from a fan base standpoint that kind of like the Saints and what Tampa Bay did in football, winning yeah. the NFC South, that we're training in the right direction. Now, ultimately, you want to win championships, but I think if we can avoid the playing game and at least be a sixth seed and then we can win a first round of the playoffs, I think the fans would be encouraged. They would be, and I've talked to a few team sources that have explained how the difference between five and four, you know, in the Western Conference to get to the playoff race is going to be tough to get to four, but there's not too much of a difference, especially if you take care of business in game six. You're always going to be, you know, not having home court in the second round. The difference between four and five is way different than five and six, but six and seven is a world of difference uh, as far as this team and what they are today. You mentioned what you know, the records and the history in the past. One team source told me, or reminded me, of the old comparison is the, what is it, comparison uh, is the enemy of happiness, and you always say, it doesn't matter what past team's done. This team here is where they're at. They know what they can accomplish if they don't play down to competition and drop a few games. They know they can get a five or six seed. They've got easier schedules than L.A., Phoenix, and Sacramento. They can chase down some of them teams and uh, avoid the play-in. But looking looking back in the past records, I think David Griffin down to Willie Green, Trajan, even though he's looking at maybe interviewing in Charlotte, they're all telling this team, that doesn't matter. That was Anthony Davis. That was Chris Paul running them teams. Y'all have to live for the day and do what you can for your legacy in New Orleans this year. 
looking backwards doesn't help anybody. Chris, one of the things that uh, uh, Jen Hale brought it up about this team, kind of the whole entourage of the Pelicans front office traveled out west to them. And that's when the trade deadline was still in effect and that she felt maybe a little bit of pressure because you don't know. I mean, there's so many rumors out there about possible trades if somebody's going to get moved or not that this team seemed relieved that they kept everything intact. Do you get that sense? And how, how do you look at it from a team standpoint? Because a lot of times you play better when you got a little bit of pressure on you. I, but they got it sort of taken off of them player-wise when no deals were done. And I know Jen felt that it was a positive for them that they were able to stay intact and, and nobody got moved. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you're not just going to uh, – Chris, you're not just going to move Valanchuna just to move him. Somebody got to be better than him who you're bringing on board. Yeah, I mean, come on. You don't want to trade for down. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, got to be better than uh, Valanchuna is the next big Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Right. I think I was on y'all's show two weeks ago and said they will not make lateral moves. They're not going to make a move just to make a move. Even though they could have sold a Najee Marshall down the road for a couple seconds back, I would actually not be surprised if you've seen Valanchunas and Najee Marshall get contract restrictions over this holiday period or all-star break period. And yet there's different pressures, though. The players like the pressure that revolves around the game. I've talked to a few of them, especially former Pelicans, that I got to talk to and then they get traded. You're not talking about pressure that, that affects you. You're talking about pressure that affects your family going in the trade deadline. You might have to move. I mean, Mike, B, how would you feel if we traded you to Milwaukee next week? You know, that's that's more than you. That's your whole family. Bobby, you, you say trade in the summer is too cold right now. <laughs> yeah, I would say, listen, Chris, deal deal me off, uh, but deal do it in May. Yeah, right, I, right, I, right. I can take it in May. I'm not real sure about February and yeah. March. Yeah, but when you factor all that in, you could see where a, a, a sigh of relief from the team as a collective would really happen. And the front office is stuck with a status quo this far. They've told the locker room they believe in them going back to last year's exit interviews. And they really stuck by it. They showed it with their actions and their words. And that's why I expect big things out of this Pelicans team going forward is because they can breathe. They can look at each other and say, all right, they believe in us. They told us we want to go fight. Now it's time to go win a few battles, you know, six, seven games, no matter what it takes. Go win it because you have a team that's, you know, they got versatility. They got depth. Let's see what they got when it really matters. When they put the pressure on the playoffs, that's the pressure I really want to see how they handle it. Now, uh, uh, Chris, uh, what about – got to have luck with injuries. We all know that. Uh, I, I look at uh, Zion. I don't think this is by accident that, uh, you know, Zion, when you have back-to-backs, uh, oh, we're going to rest Zion, whatever. But then when you look at it, a guy uh, who I'm a big fan of and they're counting on, uh, Herb Jones. And uh, not Herb Jones, but, uh, but, but Tyson Daniels uh, with his injury. So how long do you think that is? Uh, is that, I think is, that's multiple weeks. Is that like a month, month and a half, or what? But now, is Hawkins now become a guy they're going to have to rely on more, Chris? Well, he can score, but I don't know. But, but, but defense, defense, no, yeah, no. Yeah, you yeah. know he can't. 
pick up that slack. And the Willie Green's a defensive coach. That's why I expect to see a lot more of Najee Marshall and just a little bit more Jordan Hawkins. Speaking of Dyson Daniels' injuries, I expect it to be two to three weeks just because of the way the team put it out there and phrased it, meniscus. I've been through that. I'm about to have a knee surgery myself uh, this summer, as long as I don't get traded. But uh, that's going to take a little bit longer for Dyson to get back. He could be back uh, before the playoffs if he took one route. The other route, if they have to go under the knife, I mean – you know, who who knows that you're dealing with infections and how you recuperate and recover just from the anesthesia. That could put me back a few more weeks. If he goes under the knife, I wouldn't expect him to be back for the first round of the playoffs. And if he's missed that long, I wouldn't expect him to play if the team got to the second and third round because if they're doing that, what they're, whatever they're doing is working. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and, and, uh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, I wanted to ask you because you had brought this up earlier. You know, you always want to play uh, – uh, great and from the home folks whether you uh, I don't know north south east west wherever you grew up or whatever you're able to play pro ball you're representing but CJ McCullum uh, he was 2 of 14th in the field against his old team against the Trailblazers and uh, we have this stat um, Mike and Charlie we were talking about this when CJ McCullum scores 20 points or more we like 15 and 1 or 16 and 1 16 and 1 16 and 1 I'm like Damn, well, he got to shoot. He got to get the 20 points. Now, against Portland, that, yeah, yeah, that, was, yeah. that wasn't there. So, you think it was just a, a little pressing a little too much to, to only go 2 or 14? Because he's too good of a shooter to have yeah. that kind of night. Yeah, I mean, there was a little pressing by CJ that you could see on the court. I, I, obviously, I wasn't in Portland, but just talking with the man, you can tell he has an affinity for the city. He probably was on a night of a back-to-back and also had to beat some people for lunch and wanted to get in with some friends there. So, I... I don't look at that two or 14, you know, night as something that CJ is going to have in the playoffs. And yeah, 15 and one when he scores 20. I think I just mentioned it. They're also 12 and four when Ingram hits two threes. So, and we talked about Zion and his minutes just now. He doesn't need to play 30 minutes in the regular season. They're going to up that in the playoffs. We just need CJ to score 20 and BI to hit at least two threes, and they're almost perfect. We win How is that not a great game plan? <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's a perfect, perfect game, game plan. So we had the right spot if we could <laughs> guess that where we could place a bet on the team. <laughs> yeah, so well, Joey's already done that for yeah, us. Yeah, well, we, de- we definitely <laughs> going to win. So we enlighten you what it takes for the Pels to win from B.I. and C.J. McCullough's perspective. <laughs> Chris, thanks so much for joining us tonight. Really appreciate it, bud. Always got great information for us, and we appreciate you. Appreciate you guys. Y'all go put in that parlay for me real quick. We'll do it, Chris. Right, Thank Chris. you. That was Chris Dotson who covers the NBA and the New Orleans Pelicans for Clutch Points. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.